Hello, folks, and welcome to episode 92 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. If you were just joining us on that last stream, we're back again. Sorry, a few technical issues. You might notice I'm in the car here, but me and my guests are entrepreneurs and we get the stuff done in spite of the circumstances around us. We create our own. We live from the inside out, not the outside in. Stephen, it's a pleasure to welcome you to the show. We've been back and forth on this for a while. And let me give you the introduction you deserve. Fresh from the launch of his brand new book, Emerge, Revelations of an Entrepreneur, last night, over there in Charlotte, North Carolina, in a 6,000-square-foot ballroom. My guest today, Stephen Williams, a speaker, author, serial entrepreneur, and philanthropist. I'll give you a little bit of background on him, but I'll let him do the better job. Growing up as a single in a single-parent home between New York and Charlotte, North Carolina, Stephen has overcome several obstacles in life and achieved entrepreneurial success. His mission is to inspire children and adults to begin to live the life of their dreams and walk into their destinies. Stephen Williams, it's a pleasure to welcome you on the show. How are you today? Jake, it's a pleasure to be here, my brother, and I'm doing very well, might I add. Thank you. I bet you are. I bet you're still buzzing from last night's event. Woo! Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us all about it. How did it go? It was it was fantastic. You know, Jake, the, the ironic part is we had technical difficulties last night upon me entering the room. Wow. So I had the DJ. I had two. I had a photographer, a videographer. Man, we had everybody out there uh, as far as a crew. And we did sound checks and everything earlier in the day. I get in that room and then guess what? As soon as I get going, my mic went out and it's a brand new mic, headset mic. So guess what? We had to improvise. They threw me a microphone and we kept the show going. And it went. <laughs> I think it was the best I ever gave. Fantastic. That's what I love to hear, you know. Sometimes you gotta it's it's part of life, isn't it, that we have come to rely on this technology. And there's a, a great side and a not so great side to that, that when the technology sometimes lets you down, you have to improvise and you have to make it work whatever way you can. And I know, actually, Stephen, that's a good segue because you're a man who makes things work. You know, you've been through your struggles in life, been through your obstacles, but uh, you're, a, you're a successful entrepreneur, in fact, a serial entrepreneur. So tell us a little bit about your background, Stephen, and how that came to be. Wow. Um, so I grew up in, in, in a, I guess it, it was in my genes, right? So I had a, a great granddad who, who was in like entrepreneurial endeavors, my dad and, and my grandmother, and then seeing people just make something out of nothing. And I came, uh, you know, after my parents split, it was just crazy. And I did the Chick-fil-A McDonald's and all those kind of jobs too. I sold candy in school like you, like brother. <laughs> um, I would go to flea markets and sell shirts, sunglasses, socks. Jake, I went on to sell thongs out the trunk of my car. Like I love entrepreneurship. Who, you yeah, know, you bro. types of ways. And I think that's something that is it, it just I thrive off of that because no one can dictate your paycheck. No one can dictate your income. You you are recession proof. As right like you are like we are and I love that. that's absolutely it and it's 
it's been an interesting 12 to 18 months for everyone out there as an entrepreneur. And I think it's also been an interesting 12 to 18 months for anyone who wasn't an entrepreneur, but has become one in this time. Because, you know, an optimist sees an opportunity in every calamity, whereas a pessimist sees a calamity in every opportunity. There's been a, an awful lot of opportunities out there in these past 12 to 18 months. Of course, look, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to completely scan over this. It's been a difficult time for a lot of people, and there's a lot of people out there that have lost their business or, or lost loved ones, and my love and heart goes out to them. But on the flip side of that, you know, there's also a lot of opportunities to be seized, and no doubt, Stephen, I think you're a man who's been seizing a couple. You know what? I, I believe what you just said was so powerful, Jake. I have to shed light on that because there's an entrepreneur in each and every one of us. I don't care what you do. I, I, don't, I don't care what your career path is. You can be a nurse. There's an entrepreneur in you because you represent you. You're your brand. With that being said, regardless of what industry you're in, and the pandemic may have shifted your industry, but you, the entrepreneur in you, what can you do, right, as a person? Like, there's so many opportunities out here. I think sometimes we get sidetracked into that, that, that tunnel vision of the industry we're in, but we block out other things. No, we must always remain open. And I think coronavirus has taught us all around the world that we must remain open-minded. And, and I think it, it allows us to work on the entrepreneur within each and every one of us. It does. It does. You know, and it's it's allowed people to pivot. Of course, a lot of people who have had brick and mortar businesses have taken them to digital. And a lot of people who have even had like restaurants and things like that are now supplying meals to home. So and, and I think the interesting thing that's going to come out of that is people are going to realize there's another arm to my business. There's another string to my bow. And that in fact, my business has actually grown. Of course, it's had to it, in a funny way, it's had to shrink to grow it has to contract to expand but we will come out of this time and we will come out of it with as i said more strings to the bow and more avenues and aspects to our business that we didn't have before and i think it's also been a time for people to get real quiet and realize who are these people that i'm connecting with that don't serve me and what are these habits that i've picked up along the way that really don't serve me either and i'm happy to let some of them go <laughs> Ah, absolutely. You know, you, uh, you know, we're Bob Proctor, right? We're, we're, we're in these thinking into results courses, right? And some people say, well, you're an entrepreneur. You make, why are you doing all this educating yourself and trying to better yourself? Like, what is it? You know, if it's not for the money, <laughs> that's because I am my entrepreneur. I have to continue to build and develop and, and get better. Right now, there's some people that's winning. Think about the person who's lost their job. I was reading an article one day. The gentleman lost his job. I forget what industry he was in. He lost his job. But then he went to the real estate industry, bought a drone and some cameras and started doing pictures and stuff for the realtor. That doesn't take time. You don't have to go get a license for that. He just took some of his money. And I forget where he might have drawn it out of 401k. I don't remember. But he took some money and bought drones and cameras, learned how to fly them. And now he's making money more than he did at his job because the real estate industry is booming right now. So how innovative can we be? The entrepreneur within us. I don't know. It, it, it's limitless. The only thing that limits you is your mind. And sometimes it, it, it's easy to be influenced by the people around you if sometimes perhaps they're limiting you. And I guess that ties back into what I've said. You know, who are the people around you that are, you know, what one would I like to use is the negative Nancy's. 
you know, you want to surround yourself with positive Peters and not negative Nancy's. And I think it's been a good time to have some time away from a lot of the people that we're sometimes almost forced in a way to spend time with because of the environment we find ourselves in because of workplaces and things like that and, and realise, well, you know, let's get some more Peters and some and, and some more positive Peters and less of the negative Nancy's in our, in our lives. Yeah. Stephen, I'd love to know, like, what kind of businesses do you have? Do you, you have more than one business? And in what areas do you do you operate? Okay, now take a no, I'm just kidding. So look, <laughs> so one is a logistics company, right? Um, semi trucks, things like that, right? And and um, I do consulting, business consulting. I do personal development consulting. I have courses. I own a publishing company, so I publish my own courses, my own books, and write and stuff like that. And I also offer other people. Uh, opportunities to become an author that's different than the traditional path. Um, and what I mean when I say that is, you know, when you go to a traditional company, they want you to have it exactly how you want it to. And somewhere along the lines, I believe you kind of lose a little bit of your originality. Yes, we have to polish things up, but do you have to lose some of the nuggets that you want to keep in there so near and dear? And, you know, and, and so with that being said, I want to give afford people the ability to keep some of their originality while creating their masterpiece. Um, so those are just a few retail. I've got a, a new thing that I'm working on as far as another business opportunity with a different individual in, in retail in, in the retail sector. So I'm always looking to for for great opportunity. And I don't just jump on anything. I have to sit down and use my experience and look numbers and make sure that it makes sense and i have to be passionate now i'm on a different path if i don't like a certain industry or feel the passion about it i just won't enter i'm at that point where i can dictate where i go i'm not doing it just because anymore i do you know it's a different method mm, yeah there's a big difference between being busy and being productive Right, you know, you can be an awfully busy person, but not be getting actually a lot of productivity out of that. And I think that's, uh, you know, it could be a waste of time. But it's interesting because you sometimes you have to make the mistakes. You know, the mess becomes the message. Sometimes you have to make the mistakes to then later figure out how not to make them. And business is like that for sure. You know, you said there you're in a good position now where you can pick and choose projects that come to you. You know, you make calculated decisions and, of course, calculated risks. But it takes a while to get to that place and you have to make a few mistakes along the way. Your mistakes. Man, I, <laughs> <laughs> brother, look, I've failed to where I'm at. And I've, no, I've made a lot of mistakes. I didn't make a few. I made a lot of mistakes. But, and I still make them every day, by the way. <laughs> yeah that's it we're human right now one of the things you said is you're in the logistics business which i mean i know here in australia the logistics industry has just blown up anything to do with freight i've got a business i sell stuff online and freight and logistics companies have just gone crazy you know a perfect example of one of the types of industries that's done actually really well out the pandemic because of course people are spending a lot more money online people are ordering a lot more stuff there has to be delivery services to facilitate that and not only this 
there's wider reach from that. You know, there's packaging companies, the fuel companies, the mechanics that have to look after the trucks. You know, people don't always see these kind of things, but there's some of these industries that are actually blowing up out of this pandemic. I have a buddy and he owns a mechanic shop. They work on 18 wheelers and all types of big, heavy duty trucks. This guy is already in the millions and people don't think about that. They think people don't. they don't think when you think of money, you think of how I'm dressed. Right. And, and you know, like yourself, we're clean. We're not dirty. But man, let me tell you what. These guys are in the millions and their business is through the roof. It's out the door. The growth is, is crazy because you can't even find enough skilled people that are great in their, their trade to scale fast enough. So imagine the business booming and it's flooded and they're overwhelmed with business. They have to turn down jobs that cost thousands of dollars in profit. Labor is a profit for them, but they have to turn down thousands of dollars a week because they just don't have the manpower. Thousands a week. So when we put that in comparison, what does thousands a week do, do to an individual's income? They're like, it changes it. <laughs> Completely changes it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So you think about it. If you're a person and you got a 401k, or you feel a little bullish, I don't know. I'm not a, uh, you know, what is it? Whatever it's called. One of those professional people to take money. I'm not a wealth advisor or any of that. But from my perspective, if I was sitting with a few dollars and I needed something to do, and I had access, and someone who may be a mechanic or a good driver or somebody who have a a, a great concept maybe even in food, uh, food, and I'm not talking about like a brick and mortar, maybe a, a mobile setup, because mobile mm -hmm. restaurants, they have really skyrocketed. I used to own a hot dog cart some years ago, and I did hot dogs and hamburgers and sausages, and man, I, I remember days making $500 in a day and more than that. I would work it in the afternoon. I would go downtown for the clubs at night. Oh, make a killing at two, three in the morning. Talk about expanding your vision. Don't have to work this in the day. There's not many people working at 2.33 in the morning cooking some good smelling burgers and dogs. You come out the club and they feeling hungry and you're charging $5 a hamburger and a hot dog. Can you, you know how fast that adds up when the whole package of hot dogs only costs like $12, the Best thing about that kind of business, cash money as well. It's all cash. <laughs> about a job for <laughs> <laughs> yeah man you don't even have to wait for the bank the bank to pay you out it's, it's just cash which is you know we all love a bit of cash Woo. anyway i'm having fun with you jake jake i knew this was going to be a powerful show because i've watched your show and my brother birds of a feather man you're a great dude i love you Thanks, man. I got love for you too. You're a, you're a great man, and I mean, episode ninety two now. Not I'll, I'll by kind of this time a couple of weeks time. I've done a hundred hours of these, hundred hours of these shows now, and uh, they I genuinely I said it yesterday. They just keep it amazes me how, and of course it's part of my belief and my potential and the work I put into it. They just keep getting better. They just keep getting better, and I don't think there's any there's no glass ceiling to that for me. Um, you know, just genuine, authentic conversations with people who have genuine, authentic connections and, and are in the world of business and entrepreneurship like yourself. So, I mean, tell me what's happening, what's hot right now, Stephen. You've got the book, Emerge, Revelations of an Entrepreneur. 
of course, you know, let's be honest, we want people to read the book, so don't tell them everything. Give them the sizzle, though, not the take, brother. <laughs> Woo! The power for me, Jake, the killer. <laughs> so, this book, right now, we're in a time of uncertainty. Right now, we're in a time where people are just looking like, what is the next thing? Or they're just looking for a nugget. Everyone's looking for a nugget. Well, I share with you in that book, The Nuggets, the true nuggets. I'm giving you the true nuggets, everything that you're seeking. My mentor says, everything that's seeking you, you're seeking is seeking you. Shout out to John Teller, Rico. That's <laughs> <old> crew. <laughs> you guys are awesome. <laughs> but you know, that's what it is though. I think sometimes we're looking in the wrong places and I'm gonna leave it right there. And um, it highlights work. I don't mind telling you this because that's the key, but there's some other, there's some jewels in there. And my courses that were finished months ago, we're, we're waiting on the book to release because my book is a, like sort of, it's a text for the course. And the courses are application based because many people have information and knowledge. Everyone, we all know, Jake, I'm not going to, we all know what we're talking about, but mm. application seems to be the part, the key component that's missing when we're talking about being inspired into action. I can be inspired all day to act, but act like what? Which way am I going? I don't know what I'm doing. And then if I, someone did tell me what I'm, do, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm to do, how do I apply it in an effective manner to get it to work for me? Because I can tell you what worked for me, but you have to be able to decide how it's going to work for you because we're different. I can tell you my plan all day, but you can't make my plan work. We have to make your plan work. And that, my friend, is what I work on with my coaching and my courses and my mentoring. I work with how to get it to work for you with your plan, what it is that your heart desires. That's it. I love that. And I think on the, on the subject of plans, I know – you know, you put an event on last night to launch that book, you know, 6,000 square foot ballroom. That's a big room to fill. And, you know, big shout out to you, sir, for having the courage to put on an event like that in this current time. It's not easy to fill any room at the moment, you know, but you went forth, you did it. And I know part of your plan was actually, I saw it, I saw the video you put up in our, in our Thinking Into Results family. The billboard, you had a billboard up by, by, the, by the freeway, which you was... I believe it was in North Carolina, right? Which is uh, the town you, it's Charlotte, sorry, which is the town you grew up in. Um, tell us a bit more about, you know, what made you think to do that and, and the kind of plan, you know, how did you manage to fill that room, man? Not an easy thing to do at the moment. Well, my plan behind the billboard was when I made $9.45 working in a group home years ago, years some years ago, back in 09 when I was homeless, living in my friend's basement. This is the time where I would ride in a 16-passenger van. We took care of people with developmental disabilities. And I would ride by that sign all the time. I made $9.45 an hour on a seven-week rotation. I didn't make that much money. But I would ride by that sign and look at it and, man, look at people driving it in nice luxury cars and look like they didn't go to work. And, man, I want some of that life, man. My life, man, I love what I do because I'm helping people. But, man, I know it's something bigger. And you look at those billboards. You're like, man, well, how was their life? what their life is like my brother the first yeah i thought that i can do it i wanted the biggest billboards in the city and that wasn't the only 
billboard in the city that was a you know that caught my attention but see that one had significance because i passed it the most and that's the one that i chose and when the opportunity presented itself I, I jumped on it i sacrificed i made it happen god made that happen i you know and the thing is do you want it bad enough i want it you know so when we talk about the billboard and the radio commercial was even bigger to me because i advertised on the radio station in charlotte on the Steve Harvey show. I love Steve Harvey. And I mean, literally I wake up at six to hear him talk the same messages. I love him. I want him. And that right there hit me. That was more important than the billboards in my perspective. I didn't care if nobody heard the radio because I know I'm getting closer to meeting and doing shows with Steve Harvey. I'm speaking it into the universe. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I know. But <laughs> down to that room, my brother, Shout out to Yashika B, Pele, and Pele Aspires. Man, they represented Carolina, Miranda, who's in our group. All these people were there in support. Carolina, yeah, yeah, I've had my, my host, my speaker, guest. Man, she was awesome. You hear me? She was awesome. So to see them come together from out of town and, 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 and the people who actually came, it was some people that told me they weren't going to come straight up. They said, we're going to support you, but I'm not coming. And I got to respect that because of the times we're in. Mm -hmm. But to almost every seat that had capacity for a field in that room, like th th there was people in the seats and, and the bartender and, and, and the camera guy looking. And Les Brown said something that was real important one time when we, we know we're on Zoom. He said, when it was choosing your future, his speech, I believe he said this, Les Brown. He was telling us, right, his students, you and I, a bunch of other people, look at the people, how they're looking at you. What is their facial expressions as they're looking at you? Les told us that. I had the ability to sit down this morning and look at people's faces as they were looking at me speak. A less brown moment flashed in my mind because some people were just really just looking. And I could tell they were into what I was saying. My brother at the end of the night, sitting at that table signing those books, I got some of the most compelling words of encouragement ever, brother. I mean, it's, it's, but I... yeah, it is. A, it's in like that. It's, it's, you know, we were taught, we were both went through the Power Voice program and we were. Now, both picked to speak at the summit, which was a really honorable way. For me, it was kind of what actually kicked off my speaking career, what led to this podcast and what's leading to a lot of other opportunities for me, right? Same for you. And yeah, one thing Les always taught us, he said, you know, it's although you're speaking one to many, you're actually, it's, it's, it's a two-way conversation. It's a two-way open conversation. And when you're speaking, you have to listen to the listening and and of course it's very hard you know if you're speaking to hundreds of people and even and virtually it's very hard as well but in that listening to the listening you're looking for the reactions the body language in a in a in a real life scenario or in a virtual scenario it's in the comments you know you're seeing how people are in interacting and it's something i had to adjust to actually and really think because i was like well it's just a one-way thing it's just me speaking and people are listening and but it's not easy it's it's a two-way thing it's not rhetorical and by adjusting your perception to making it two-way the whole thing becomes a lot better it, it, it comes way better i believe Jeff, there's people that speak from the heart but then there's people who have to kind of figure it out 
The audience knows the difference. Les always tells us, time, tell a reaper. They tell us to work on ourselves, work on our message, fill yourself up. If there's a category that you're passionate about and you're knowledgeable on, continue to develop that knowledge on it. Be comfortable with it. I think the key to getting the audience so far, I don't know, I'm still finding my way through this, but it just seems like the more passion that I feel about what I'm talking about, the more that I know what I'm talking about, I notice that I can totally resonate with you there, Stephen. And I'm just just starting out too. I'm just fresh to this. I don't I don't claim to know barely any of it, let alone all of it. And I think that's a really good thing and way to adopt. You know, even people like uh, Les Brown, who's been doing this, you know, decades. He he's still a sponge for learning. You know, you're never too old to learn, never too young to teach. And I think if you adopt that attitude, that you never, never be satisfied. Always be hungry. Pick your passion. Pick your thing that you like doing. Just double down on it. Become a master at it. They say it takes 10,000 hours to become a master at anything. And I did the numbers on that. You know, I'm a plumber. I've worked in construction for 15 years. I'm actually out here on the, on the construction site today. I'll be getting into it after this podcast. 10,000 hours is for about four years if you're working eight hours a day on a, on a roughly average year, which is about the amount of time it takes you to do your apprenticeship out of out of you know school college in any industry so you got to think about it that's about right Ten thousand hours that's four years that's a long time and that's and that's and that's let's suppose you stay focused on one particular thing and focus isn't always an easy thing to do particularly in this modern world where we've got so much stuff coming in all the time yes you know jake i feel like it's one of those things you just gotta want it and i we learn <laughs> so much from Len. i mean I, so, hey, I, I, I'm I'm just honored to be in, in you know your presence, the group's presence, the the people's presence. Man, I'm just happy to be here, brother. I just want to play my little position wherever I can fit in. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm totally with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. And a friend of ours, uh, Eric Collier, has just jumped in the comments here saying hello, gifted ones. Another guy that we met, you know, that's we met through through the power voice. A great guy. He's featuring in the upcoming Hunger for the Hustle book, and it's just like. I'm actually really, I'm, I'm someone who's, uh, gratitude for me, it's like number one, top priority. It's one of the first things I write about in the morning, think about and work on. I believe that when you're grateful for the things that you have in life, it brings more of those things to you. And there's no downside to that at all. And I'm just really grateful. This might sound crazy to a lot of people watching this now, live or later. I'm actually grateful that the pandemic came along because it gave this quiet time. It gave people like um, who have, you know, very busy schedules, people like Les Brown, this quiet time to go, okay, actually I'm not traveling the world. I haven't got all these events. I haven't got all these things going on. I can afford to have um, start a program here where I can do one to many, you know, training. And for people like me and you, Stephen, who no doubt I'm assuming here, but I'm sure you'll be able to confirm this for me, watched Les Brown for many years and his message helped you as it did help me. You're like, great, I'll dive into that. You know, it's it's affordable. I can make it happen. And now look at us kind of, when was that? Uh, six, eight months later, life's completely changed and we've got things and opportunities going on for us that we never otherwise would have come across if it wasn't for this pandemic. You're right, Jake. Jake, when I came across Les's program, I didn't care how much it cost. I was in. When I saw the <laughs> 
I mean, I'm sending this man emails to numbers that don't even work and email addresses that don't work. Like, I, I'm just trying to find less. And when I saw that opportunity, I didn't care how much it costs, truthfully. Mm. I'm trying to sell something. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm getting in there. How bad do you want it? That's it. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Because as you know, what you're seeking is seeking you. And that works both ways, you know. If you're seeking something that's not particularly rewarding and it's something you just want, not that you need, you got to be careful with how you go in that direction. You know, this the, the the law of attraction, the yin, the yang, it works on both poles, the hot, the cold, the positive, and the negative. And that's part of the reason why I just said what I said in that every morning I get up and I focus on the good things in my life because it brings more of them things that way. You know, and that, but it works. You got to be careful. It works in the other way as well, Stephen. As you know, that that spiral works up, but it also works down, and that's how people can end up in a place of negativity, of depression, uh, which leads to disintegration, and can unfortunately ultimately lead to disease. So, you know, you got to be careful and keep on top of it. You know how you want to alleviate some of that stuff? You gonna work your butt off. That's how you want to alleviate. <laughs> Get about that funk. That's for what? What? The prep turn you better turn turn up work work your way out of it. turn up show up turn up and show up I got a question for you Stephen how about this one if you let's just say I'm gonna take you back to 20 2009 there you said you were working for nine dollars forty five an hour you know you start you live obviously from their life change and you've taken up opportunities and, and you've, you've launched yourself in the world of business and a serial entrepreneur. But if you were to start again in business tomorrow, just start all over again, is there anything that you do dramatically differently? Yeah, I just started this like 17 years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, what everyone, that's what everyone says. I started a lot earlier. Yeah procrastination yeah. right the thief the thief of time as our friend clive fowler i heard once said procrastination is the thief of time yep absolutely now let's talk about the word hustle of course you know it, it features in the the title of this podcast hunger for the hustle it was delivered to me after i delivered my speech to les brown and he asked he asked me he said jake What's, tell me the title of your speech. And I said, uh, oh, well, well, I haven't actually, uh, I, was, I was nervous because, you know, you, I was well, always get nervous when I speak to Les. I'm a little bit more relaxed now, but for some reason, I, I'll be honest, I get a little bit starstruck. And I was like, I, I hadn't, hadn't thought of the title yet, Mr. Brown. I was hoping you could help me with it. He goes, oh, well, okay, yes, uh, let me have a look. Uh, I'll go for the hustle. And that was it. It was born. It stuck. And here we are, 92 hours and many months later. Um, into the podcast, but I would love to know how a man like you, Stephen, who went from nine dollars forty-five an hour to quite clearly today living in in abundance. What drove? What? How do you define the word hustle, and what drives your hunger for it over them years? Hmm. I am the hustle. That's how I define it. Wanting something. That's how I define hustle. I am the hustle. I am the grind, and I don't stop. You know what? I'm from a place that they say the city never sleeps. That's where I'm originally from. I don't sleep. You know, in, a, in my, one of my favorite books, sleep is closely associated with poverty. And if we think about that long enough, it makes sense. My friend, the hustle never stops. The grind 
Ups, regardless if you do it for yourself or you do it for a Fortune 500 company, you're grinding. But if you're going to grind, do it well. If you sweep floors, be the best floor sweeper that there is. If you're going to be the hustler, be the best freaking hustler that there possibly is. And that doesn't mean you're making the most money and doing the highest numbers. It means that whatever you do, you're getting up every day and you're putting your heart in it. That's what it means, your heart. So I'm finding hustle. It's putting your heart and soul and whatever it is you're doing and believe in it. And if you don't believe in what you're doing, scrap it, dump it. Just like one of my favorite movies, A Bronx Tale. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an Italian movie. It's a nice movie, A Bronx Tale. Some people might look at me. But Sonny told her if she don't reach over and unlock the door, dump her. Dump her if she don't reach over and unlock the door for you on the first date. If you don't feel like that about your business, that job that you're in, dump it. Get something. I'm going to leave it right there, my friend. I think that's that's sage advice, man. And I'll tell you that's something as a as a business owner and a multiple business owner I've learned in the past couple of years. Sometimes you're working on a project and you're like, you know what? This isn't really working and I've got to break down why that is. And sometimes I'm like, it's because my heart's not in it. I'm not actually passionate about this. Then I'm chasing the cat here. I'm chasing the money. And if you chase the cat, it'll never come to you. You gotta have what the cat wants. It'll soon come to you then. That's how that works. And you gotta a smart part of being a, a business owner, particularly if you've got multiple things going on, is letting things go and being okay with letting it go and accepting the fact that it wasn't ultimately it wasn't a failure because you never really quit. You just go, okay, I'll let it go. And now my resources, my time, my focus can be spent on other areas that are growing, that I am passionate about, that I do care about, and I do completely believe in, and it will magnify it and it will expand and it will grow. And uh, I think that's a, a real something i've had to learn probably in the past two years i let a couple of things go and i'm just like double down on what does work scrap what doesn't you know what one of my favorite, my favorite rappers that i like meek mill he says the wins and the losses it comes with being bosses <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one bosses my other favorite one of my favorite rappers is young jeezy he says the porsche came without the you got a Porsche. Most people want the drop top Porsche, but if it comes hard top, so what? The Porsche came without the red. I mean, what are you <laughs> going to do about it? You know what I mean? Go get the drop top. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Man, we're, we're, getting, we're getting towards the, the end of the podcast here, and I've really had a great time with you. I'd happily chop this up for hours, but, you know, we got we got we got we got life man life life goes on and uh we're always involved in things and but i think I'd, a question i'd like to ask you and i think this could be really good advice for the audience before we jump off is if you could give three tips to someone you know that's in the struggle right now that's just starting to think about starting their hustle that wants to go from employee to entrepreneur or wants to go from you know perhaps nine dollars 45 to living in abundance to being successful and getting the things they want to get in life what would those three tips be to to make that move to make that transformation make first number one make the decision make the decision your mind is made up you're on your grind right number two don't worry about how much money you have if it's a retail business buy the product that you can afford today and start right there if it's a food business Buy the food that you can afford right now and start your business. If you don't have the building, start it. 
until you can get the building. Don't go run into a building, try to get a cart, something mobile. And until you can do that, start out your house. Number three, man, you got to see this. You got to believe it for yourself. And if you don't, it's never going to happen. I'm sorry to tell you, and I'm not being negative. But if you don't believe, I don't care what your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your parents, your aunties, your uncles, your cousins, brothers and sisters, I don't care who it is. If they're being negative and not supportive, block them out. Gain tunnel vision. Because people are going to talk your coworkers. Oh my God, please don't share no advice with your coworkers or what you're trying to do. Their visions are even more limited than yours because they don't even have your vision, right? Of what you're trying to do. And don't believe that someone else is going to be your vision because they can't. It's not for them. And I'm going to stop right there, my friend. I think that was mm. number three. Such solid advice. You know, you in, in, in what you said there in the last thing about the belief and people around you not believing, it reminded me of a tattoo my sister's got, my sister Jade, and the tattoo says, tell me I can't and I'll show you I can. Tell me, tell, tell me, tell me I can't and I'll show you I can. And I'm like, that's how it is, man. Every, every, every no takes you a step closer to a yes, right? That's the way to look at it. That's the perspective. I, yo, you know what? When I used to date and a woman told me no, man, don't tell me no because I'm going to come hard. I might bring you uh, two dozen roses instead of two flowers. I'm, I'm going hard. We're going to get this Cinnabon tonight. We're going to eat some donuts or some coffee. And, you know, we're going to do something now. <laughs> you know, but, you, you know, tell me, tell me no. Turn me on if you tell me no. Mm, exactly. It, it spurs me on. It spurs me on, you know. It's like it's it's the it's, I feed off that energy. I feed off that energy. I'm like, yeah, it just just it fuels me. It fuels. It's it's the it's the oxygen to my to my to my fire to my fuel to my heat to my flame. Tell me I can't, and I'll show you I can. Yeah, man. Stephen, <laughs> it's been it's been so so good to have you on the show. An honor to be joined with you. And if people want to connect with you, of course, I know they can find you inspiredbystephen.com. And I think that's a well done on getting that domain name, by the, by the way. That's a great domain name to get. Uh, just hunger for the hustle, man. Entrepreneurship. Emerge. If you're watching this, grab hold of Stephen's new book, Emerge. I know I'll be getting a copy. In fact, might even... Might even have to hit you up for a sign one, brother, as I've got you on the podcast. <laughs> hey, no problem, my brother. I'll gladly do it. <laughs> we'll get it done. Have you, have you sent any out? Is, is there any over here in Australia yet? Nothing's in Australia yet. Australia, but I don't. I can't say no one in Australia has purchased it because it is on ebook, And I'm not able well, to see who purchased it on ebook because that's through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iBooks, and BookBaby.com. So I can't see who purchased it through their sites. So it could be well, in Australia. Well, there's going to be a physical copy FedEx by next week. Hey, <laughs> you'll be the first. <laughs> Stephen, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. It really is. I really enjoyed it with you. No doubt I'll have you back on at a later date when you've got the next big thing that you're working on, which I don't think will be very long. Hey, thank you so much, my brother. You stay blessed, man. Thank you for the opportunity, Mr. Jake. You've been, this has been a blessing. Thank you, sir. You have a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful show, and I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And another shout out to Eric Collier. He's been shouting us out in the 
in the comments there. And just Yo, thank Eric. you to all you guys. Yo, Eric. Thank you to all you guys who... <laughs> thank, big thank you to everyone that's listening. You know, I really, this show grows and grows, and I couldn't do it without you, your support, the listeners. So whatever platform you're listening to, whether you're listening to this now on the 13th of February 2021 or in many months or years' time, please give it a like, please give it a comment, a share, or a subscribe. Your support helps the show grow, and that means more people can listen to it and be inspired and go and get the things that they want in life. So stay hungry, folks, and keep hustling. It's goodbye from me and goodbye from Stephen.